0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the In the Shoes of podcast, where I make it my goal to see life as much as possible from someone else's point of view. Just like we all have a unique heartbeat, every single one of us sees life only from our own perspectives. Think about it. Can you see and process life exactly as Elon Musk sees and processes life? The answer is you can't. And it applies to every living conscious being here on this pale blue dot. guys, thanks for checking out the episode this week. I'm going to do something a little bit different, yet again. You see, at the end of most episodes, I ask this question. The question is something like, if an alien came down and asked you to give your perspective on what life looks like on this planet, what would you say? And it's usually at the end, and I'm assuming that a lot of people haven't gotten to listen to a lot of the responses. So, What I'm going to do here is every week for a few weeks here, I'm going to include those just those responses. Well, the question itself and then the responses. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm aiming for about three question and answers per episode for this week, the next and the next and maybe even the next. So I feel like this has been one of the most fun questions that I can ask and I've gotten the most interesting answers to so I hope you enjoy, and I hope life is, you know, that you aren't taking it for granted, and that you're thankful just for the ability to breathe. All right, talk to you later. I want you to imagine that you're walking along this path. However, there are no people on this path whatsoever. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and you have to use your imagination here, this is unrealistic, but still, all of a sudden, someone from another planet, you just know, that this person is from another planet, appears. And for some reason, you understand them, too. They speak an interesting form of English. And they, they ask you, well, they tell you first, I'm here just for 10 minutes, and I need to know what life is here. What does it mean? How do you, yourself, and it's only you. He's only, he or she is only asking you, no one else. You're kind of representing, I guess, humanity, like how you see and perceive life on this planet. What
1: would you tell them? I'd say welcome, welcome to this planet. How long are you staying? I happen to be uh, someone who is a little bit closer to the earth than some of these average folks here. And my beliefs are very unsophisticated. And I feel like I'm a little bit closer to this mother earth. And in this world, we breathe air that's very clean, and we drink water that's very clean, and we live under the light of one sun. The sun comes out during the day at night. It disappears on the horizon of, over there. And they say that it goes to the other side of the world, which is true because we know these things. We're not dumb. And uh, we have science here in this world. And uh, we figured out a lot of different things. And we, we are observant of the, the stone prayer. And I happen to be someone who delivers uh, stone prayers for those who still believe in it. And I'm hoping it'll come back. And do you do the stone prayer? So anyway, it's just I, I, I'm sharing this with the world now, and so um, you're welcome to contact me. Zach flying around at Yahoo. Z A K flying around at Yahoo. Zach flying around at Yahoo.com. Okay, excellent. That's perfect.
0: Thank you, Zach. Seriously, Zach flying around. Thank you. My last question. It actually is going to start off with having you imagine something for me. Okay. So imagine. That one day you're walking through a lush green park, let's say it's Hyde Park in London, on a beautiful spring day, when suddenly a yellow spacecraft appears and out steps an alien who looks and talks very much like the British actor Benedict Cumberbatch. But this, yeah, but does not blink much, if at all. After exchanging pleasantries about the weather and what cricket is, the alien, who has identified himself as an intergalactic journalist by the name of Ford Prefect, from another more fashionable part of the galaxy asks that you give him the most accurate description of how you see and understand life on this planet. What would you tell this alien?
2: It's so hard to um, answer the question without knowing like his context of his life experience and how he understands it.
0: Um, Well, let's just say that he, uh, you know, borrowing from probably some terrible B movie I've seen in the past <laughs> that he <laughs> he he's been watching us from afar for a number of years anyway and he's just still he's kind of doing this little uh uh he's just researching the planet you know but he knows enough about it he knows enough context uh to identify kind of what you're talking about he'll he'll know what you're talking about
2: okay um i guess that i would say that everybody has their own their own journey and everybody's sort of like looking for what it means um them and for some people it's being creative and for some people it's like making money and for some people um it's finding god and for some people it's like you know finding love and um be like or family and friends and family and their relationships um and that it's different for everybody and that everyone's sort of like searching for their own place in the world And that's sort of like what the human journey is about. And I would also ask him why he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: That's really cool. And uh, yeah, I did actually talk with him because this is a real person. Uh, Well, alien. I don't know if they call themselves people. I didn't ask him that. But uh, (laughs) yeah, he he just saw an episode of Sherlock and thought, well, I'm just going to mimic that. So he had actually a costumer um, put together, a Benedict Cumberbatch uh, costume. for him. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I just finished watching that series so good.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so I love that series. Seriously. Yeah. I, I still have to watch the final season, but it is the final season, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, because he's getting so uh. famous, but oh my God, the final season, dude. Yeah. I just watched the final episode like last week. I like saved it. And then I was like, no, there's two of them. Oh, it was the best.
0: Really? Oh,
2: I thought there was only three episodes, but I think there's four or something. And I was like, I didn't realize that I was going to get to watch two more episodes. I was so stoked. And then I went back and like rewatched. I like rewatched them all the time. So I went back and like rewatched them the first season.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: that's what I just did too. I rewatched all of them up into up until the first uh, this recent season. So I can't wait. That's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. And I like that. I love your your explanation too of how you see uh, you know life and explaining kind of the I don't know the human condition, what we're all after. That's that was cool. I, I can't wait to put this into. On the podcast and get this out there for whomever to listen to, so that's going to be cool. Well, Amy, thank you, seriously, thank you so much for taking time. I know you uh, are incredibly busy, so I really thank you for taking time out to talk with me, give me your perspective on on things. Is there anything else? The last minute thoughts about, like, oh, you know what? This is actually part of my perspective. This is <laughs> this is what defines me. Any last uh, any last thoughts that you really want to get across about yourself?
2: Um. No, just that, you know, it's so nice to, like, talk about kind of, like, a higher truth or, like, the reasoning behind certain things and kind of get into, like, this idea of um, the human narrative and the human existence. Because, like, this morning I was just feeling like, you know, when you feel, like, sort of overwhelmed and bogged down by, like, the day-to-day. Because um, mm-hmm. Toby over here has some sort of, like, <laughs> parasite that I have to, like, give him, like, you know, th- like, three things a day, for for the next week. And I'm like, oh, my God. like
0: <laughs> Yeah.
2: um. And you're like, I'm in charge of this little thing and it's sick or whatever. He doesn't seem sick. He's fine. You know, but he has something yeah. to make him sick. And I'm like, this sucks. Um, <laughs> and like getting bogged down and like the little really tiny pairs, like truthfully, like the figurative and literal parasites of like life Yep, can be really overwhelming. But it's nice to um, that you took this opportunity to kind of like talk about something a little bit bigger than all of us.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I think we have to escape our ourselves a little bit and escape I even mean, though even though of course this is this, this episode is about you and your perspective, but I know exactly exactly what you're saying. Escaping the kind of micro cosmic things that go on and start taking up a lot of our attention, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I know what you're saying.
2: Yeah. It's like um whenever I start to get bogged down by like the minute details of like some job I was trying to do and you know, we don't have like enough shoes for this scene and they want to put a bunch of people doing this and that scene and there's not the right color. And it's like just all the minutia of all this. I like just call my parents and I'm like, so what's happening in the country? What are you growing in the garden? Yeah. Like, Oh, well we're having a problem with raccoons eating all the corn, (laughs) you know? And you're like, cool. Yeah. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously. Like, uh, even there, even you telling me that right there, I was like, oh, that sounds. It's kind of there's something peaceful about that. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, like yeah. that's the biggest problem right now. I mean, now that you know, Tony's <laughs> yeah. sober, and they're like, they're like, oh god, the corn. You know, we just didn't get enough corn last year, and um, it's um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, it really is. There is something to simplicity, to be honest with you. So yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, so cool. All right. Well, Amy, thank you again and take care of that Toby slash Ash. Thank
2: you. I will. Yeah. I'll send you a picture.
0: All right. Please do. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, Amy, you take care.
2: You too. Talk to you soon.
0: The final question then is Imagine that you were, well, first you have to imagine something that you were visited by an alien who spoke flawless English with the voice of Benedict Cumberbatch, the, you know, UK Sherlock version guy. Uh, and after exchanging pleasantries, the alien then demands that you give them, give or him or her or it the most accurate description of how you see and understand life on this planet. And if you don't, they guarantee that you'll lose your eyesight for a year and you may wake up the next morning missing a kidney. And you cannot lie because they can totally tell. If you're lying, so that the, uh, basically I'm asking the alien is asking you give them and you're giving the audience here and myself the most accurate description of how you see and understand
3: life. If I was visited by an alien, that'd be totally (laughs) kick-ass, especially if he had a, you know, Sherlock Holmes sort of accent and everything. So here's my thoughts on, um, this earth, um, We are very limited in our perception of reality by our senses, you know, we can only perceive reality based on what inputs into our brain we get and we're somewhat limited. Um, For example, we can only see a very narrow uh, spectrum of of, uh, light waves and things like that. So, So our perception and senses are very limited and so we're doing the best we can sort of muddling through life without being able to have this big picture very well. Um, and and one of the things we're limited on is our perception of time. Time is such a bizarre construct. And, um, and actually, you were with me when we were talking to our friend, Tim Stratton, and he mentioned that um, physicists have really not been able to prove scientifically, mathematically, that time is... Truly linear that one day comes after the other and so as citizens of this planet We're very much stuck in this idea that tomorrow comes after today, but does it? Uh, it, Mathematically, it makes more sense that time is all happening at once So we're very limited um, as far as that goes, but that ties back into the suicide discussion and depression discussion because we know that a suicidal individual that's truly gets the job done or even somebody that's profoundly depressed is not processing reality correctly in their perception of the past Uh they cannot um, remember for example ever being happy and you can show that person a picture of them being extremely happy Maybe three years ago at their daughter's birthday party or whatever, but they don't remember. Really, it. and so we, you know, with the this whole idea of memory, is just simply by accessing a memory, our brain changes that yep. memory. And I heard a neuroscientist say here a week or two ago that. We don't have the scientific capability to even understand how memory works and probably won't have that capability for another hundred years. We don't even know what memory is or how. (laughs) Oh, wow. And so here we are going through life trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with me, and we don't even know how the brain works yet. Right. So sort of my life mission is to go around helping people to increase their executive functioning which is the working of their prefrontal cortex and the best way easiest way to do that is by increasing the working of your vagus nerve that's kind of my mission in life and simple simple ways to do that simply sleep better and eliminate all the crap that you eat we we ingest so many toxins on any given day that our body isn't designed to like um high fructose corn syrup or whatever that it really shuts down our vagus nerve and that directly impacts things like our social functioning how nice we are to other people Hmm. if our brain shuts down our prefrontal cortex shuts down we are in fight or flight mode which is our crocodile brain and so other people seem threatening to us we feel threatened by other people And we see that dynamic play out in politics and in um, the broad picture of an entire nation who is scared of each other. We are, uh, and so then people do really weird things when they're living in their crocodile brain. Um, They lash out at other people, they have road rage, they beat up their spouse, you know. And so that's kind of my mission in life, is if we can increase executive functioning that will eliminate the alcohol problem in the world. Uh, Two billion people in the world drink alcohol every single day. Just um, another interesting statistic I've been ruminating on is clean hmm. air. Uh, clean air, yeah, that's on the World Health Organization's top ten list. Uh, it's the number ten uh, reason people die in this world. They don't have clean air to breathe. Three billion people in this world, still cook their food over an open fire inside their uh, home. yeah, yep. And then they die. They die from lung disease and air pollution, indoor air pollution. So we don't even have that problem solved. No wonder they're not able to use their executive functioning, um, and they're they're stuck in this uh, self-perpetuating cycle of homelessness and poverty. Because to get out of poverty, you have to have a prefrontal cortex that works so that's uh did I answer the question that's kind of what I would tell this alien Um, what I see going on is a lot of vagus nerves not not working
0: hey thank you so much for checking out this episode of in the shoes of if you like or don't like the podcast feel free to leave a review or reach out to me my email is jnickel 42 at gmail.com Can't promise you I'll get back to you right away, but I'll definitely try and get to it. Anyway, thank you so much for checking it out. Until the next time, see you later.